It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A horrible and embarrassing defeat in Arlington. That's next. Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And with that, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo, David Harrison. Uh, We hope to have him back at some point this week. Stay tuned for that. Hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas and all the best wishes for a happy and healthy new year. Unfortunately, the Washington football team looked like they were still busy opening presents and instead of getting presents, maybe got a couple of lumps of coal under their tree and in their stocking because they lose to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. And not only did they lose, but they got destroyed 56 to 14 56-14, the final score, as the Washington football team drops to 6-9. The Dallas Cowboys, who had clinched the NFC East just before the game by virtue of a strength of schedule tiebreaker after some other results, came in throughout the day. So the Cowboys came into the game knowing that they had already clinched the division, rack up 56 points, 14 of which came from their defense and special teams, but still... 42 came from their high-powered offense, and they improve to 11 and 4. All right, so here's what we're going to do. The Washington football team is 6 and 9. They have one home game left against Philadelphia. They still have about a 3, maybe 4% chance based on all the numbers of making the playoffs, but they have to have a million scenarios go right. So we're not going to be stupid here. We're not going to be naive and tell you, that this team has a chance at the playoffs. Mathematically and theoretically, they do. They have really no chance. Um, So so let's just call it what it is. Let's be honest. And also, by virtue of a third straight loss and a third straight loss in the division, it also means that the Washington football team has once again clinched a losing record. And assuming that a miracle on 34th Street, I guess, I don't know, uh, doesn't happen, this means the Washington football team once again will not make the playoffs and therefore will not make the playoffs two years in a row and therefore continue a streak that has gone on now for 30 years where they have not made the playoffs two years. 
years in a row. Assuming that there isn't that sliver of chance that comes through where everybody loses, Washington wins out the two games, and they win via some weird tiebreaker. Again, having lost three in a row, inside the division, inside the conference, has basically taken away any mathematical and reasonable hope to make the playoffs. And they don't deserve to make the playoffs, quite honestly. And now the best we know, regardless of the playoffs, they can finish is 8-9. and And of course, again, as we just told you, there is no backdoor, back magic carpet ride into the division at 7-9, 8-9, whatever, because the Cowboys have already clinched the NFC East. All right, let's go uh, through this and give you the raw numbers, and then we'll get to everything that is going on with this team, including a fight between Jonathan Allen and Jerron Payne on the sideline, a controversial hit by Bobby McCain, what Ron Rivera and players had to say afterwards, uh, and where this team goes from here over our final two segments together on uh, this first episode of the new week. And obviously, uh, it is as embarrassing and as disappointing as you can get. But there are some reasons, perhaps, that we could offer solace. And clearly, this team going through a very, 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 very difficult time with the whole COVID um, issue once again on Sunday night. Uh, Brandon Sheriff was not available uh, yet again. Uh, Cole Holcomb was not available. Remember, he had the pick six against Dallas to get them back into the first matchup two weeks ago. Uh, as well, Jamin Davis right now is not in COVID protocols, but sounds like certainly uh, that might be someplace that he is heading. He was inactive uh, for the game. Uh, William Jackson the third injury. Of course, Landon Collins went on IR injury. Um, Curtis Samuel was not available to play despite working out before the game. Uh, and there was maybe some thought that he might be able to play. So, I mean, there's a million different reasons why this team was basically trying to play a football game with one arm, one arm tied behind their back. Let's start with that. The Cowboys were up 14 to nothing before you even knew what hit them, sandwiched in and around a Taylor Heineke bad interception going deep on their first play of the game, uh, threw it way to the inside. Trayvon Diggs with another interception. Uh, and again, Terry McLaurin had a little bit of separation to the outside, but Taylor Heineke threw it all the way to the inside. It's not that much of a difference, but it is a significant difference. And again, down 14 to nothing. And then it only got worse because just when you think it can't get any worse and maybe you settle things down a little bit, Demarcus Lawrence is just hiding in the woods and he bats up a pass from Taylor Heineke into the air, catches it, runs, and runs it back for a pick six, a 40-yard interception return, and it's 21 to nothing. Now, you may remember in the first matchup, Randy Gregory had a different but sort of similar bat-up play return for a touchdown at FedEx Field two weeks ago. So again, it happens again. Another pick six in this particular situation. Again, Different scenario, different player, but obviously Washington was in a bad, bad, bad spot already, down 14 to nothing. That made it 21 nothing, and there was still a couple of minutes left to go in the first quarter. The only positive, really, of the night, 
quite honestly. Well, maybe not the only really positive, uh, but the only legit positive while the game was still somewhat of a game was ultimately after being down 21 to nothing late in the first quarter, Washington put together a drive, five plays, 75 yards, hit Deami Brown on a long, deep post for uh, 47, 48 yards. 48 yards. Wasn't the best thrown ball. It was a really nice adjustment, really nice ball tracking by Deami Brown. Good to see him make a big play. And that drive ultimately ended with an Antonio Gibson eight-yard touchdown pass to make it 21-7. And you think, all right, well, maybe there's a chance. And then you get a slap in the face. Then you get a bucket of ice-cold water dumped over your head. And that's where we'll stop, take a break, and kind of fill in the gaps from there and then get to the juicy stuff, uh, which is what happened on the Washington bench and also what happened after the game or some of the things that players said and Ron Rivera said uh, after Sunday night's embarrassing 56-14 to 14 loss to the Dallas Cowboys to drop the Washington football team to 6 and 9. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are brought to you by our friends at Bilt Bar. You know, Christmas is now in the rearview mirror, New Year's. Uh, on the way. So why don't you celebrate a new you, a new year, and maybe a new way of living and eating and snacking, a different way and a different approach to eating good in the neighborhood, right? So Built Bar, uh, Built.com, we tell you about them all the time. They are going to give you the extra fuel that you need to deal with all the riffraff uh, as people are returning gifts and people are making New Year's resolutions, um, you're going to need a little bit of power on your side, a little bit of fuel on your side. And Built Bar is not only fuel in, in, in the terms of something healthy for you, it's also delicious. Uh, all the different flavors, whether you like double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, mint brownie, cherry... All sorts of different flavors, and they're coming out with new flavors uh, all the time at Built.com. So you, if you don't know what flavor you want, go to the website and check it out. Check out all the different varieties. Trust me, they are terrific. Even if you don't think you're going to like it, you're probably going to like it. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code Locked 15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast your first listen each and every day. Make sure to check out the ultimate college football playoff preview 2021 style. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. All right, we're back right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. 
56 to 14, the final score in Dallas. All right. So after Washington gets on the board and you think, well, maybe there's a chance here. It's very early in the second quarter. You settle things down. You got the touchdown. You made the comeback from 24 nothing at FedEx Field a couple of weeks ago. Maybe you could start rocking and rolling. And right away, Washington gives up a quick 75-yard drive, eight plays, four minutes and 11 seconds, ending in an Ezekiel Elliott 11-yard touchdown run. And I believe this is like right after this touchdown, I believe, is when the fight breaks out on the bench. I, I, I'll I have to go back and double-check my notes, but I believe that is when we then saw the video uh, of this fracas between Jonathan Allen uh, and Deron Payne. I mean, afterwards, what happened, down 28-7, not really important. Again, they would make it 35-7 on a steal, one-yard touchdown pass. Again, tackle, open, nine-play, 80-yard drive, just under four minutes. Another 89-yard drive finished off with an Amari Cooper 13-yard touchdown pass, 12 plays. Uh, then a blocked punt recovered in the end zone. We told you Dallas had 14 points off of special teams and defense. And then Malik Turner with a nine-yard touchdown pass, this time from Cooper Cup, uh, Cooper Rush. Not Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush. Uh, but here's what happened on that play. Uh, everybody was in chase mode, and some people are blowing this up. Cameron Curl kind of made a half-hearted effort, or so it seemed, to two-hand touch, for lack of a better term. Um, Malik Turner on the derriere. I didn't think he had a great opportunity to make a tackle. He There was enough dif- distance between Cam Curl and Turner, in my opinion. Now, maybe I'm missing something, but a lot of people are blowing it up, so you're going to hear about this. Uh, I did not think it was that bad. That made it 56-7 to early in the fourth quarter. John Bates did catch a 13-yard touchdown pass, fumbled it, recovered it right at the goal line. It was disputed right around uh, the 245 mark of the fourth quarter for the final score of the game and the second Washington touchdown. So if you're looking for a positive or two, uh, John Bates certainly uh, had another big catch earlier in the game, breaking some tackles. He had three targets, two catches, 45 yards, and the touchdown, the long of 32. Uh, So that was the play that we were talking about where he's bouncing off of people. De'Ami Brown, two targets, two receptions, 53 yards. We told you about the 48-yarder. Here's the problem. Once again, Terry McLaurin targeted a little bit more in this game, six times, including on that first play interception, three catches, 40 yards. They just need more production out of Terry McLaurin. Uh, and and I think it's, and I think a lot of people think it's the quarterback situation, not the McLaurin end of it. But maybe we're missing something. Now, that being said, what happened on the bench? Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Clearly, they're pissed off. There's no other way to say that. Jonathan Allen plays with a hot motor. Deron Payne plays with an inconsistent motor. I don't know what happened between the two because the two refused to tell us what happened. But Deron Payne basically said it's like being, you know, brothers with somebody, you know, you fight, what have you, and they're good. Jonathan Allen basically said the same kind of thing. 
I mean, a little bit more like specific. Um, but he basically said that it was no big deal, that it was something you didn't take into the locker room and, you know, things were hot. They weren't happy with how they were playing and nor should they have been. Um, but it seems certainly directed Jonathan Allen's criticism uh, and barking on the bench seemed directed at Deron Payne, or at least Deron Payne took it that way because the two were separate. Allen, you can see him on the video from NBC barking about something. We don't know what. And then right away, Payne stands up. Now he's got somebody in between and Sam Mills III, the defensive line coach, in between. But he stands up and he basically takes his finger or his hand and he makes a motion towards Jonathan Allen's head and face. Now somebody thought, uh, at least one person uh, on Twitter, and, and I actually, I think I did see this from another person, but I'm not sure thought it was a basically a gunshot movement. I don't know if I would absolutely go there, but I can't rule it out either. I mean, it looked weird is the best way I could put it. And when Deron Payne does that, Jonathan Allen swats his hand away and then throws a right hand that misses. Now, luckily, it did not connect. I mean, what's the worst that would have happened? Deron Payne would have gotten a bloody nose. Oh, well, maybe he would have gotten a broken nose. Maybe he would have had a fractured eye socket. I don't know. Uh, clearly, it was not good for Jonathan Allen to snap like that. But it was also not smart for Deron Payne to put his finger or his hand or whatever he did in Jonathan Allen's face. There's one guy you don't mess with based on the intensity that he plays with. And that's Jonathan Allen. That guy is all business. He doesn't care about any nonsense. He doesn't care about dancing, celebrating, um, all of that other jazz, for lack of a better term, he doesn't care about. And he plays hard all the time. Deron Payne doesn't always, always give you 100% of what he's got. And, and that's based on people around the league and my own eyes tell me that. And you don't have to be a dummy to notice that. He's inconsistent. He's good. He's talented. But he's also inconsistent at times. You don't always get that consistent, steady, high burn motor from Deron Payne. You just don't. That you get from Jonathan Allen. You just don't. They're different people. They're teammates at Alabama, teammates in the pros, uh, teammates here at the Washington football team. But sometimes, as Deron Payne mentioned, brothers fight. You know, And if you take it as that, well, okay. Maybe you can still love each other even though you had a fight and you damn near got punched out. Perhaps. We'll see where it goes from here. Ron Rivera basically said he didn't see it. He was told about it. He talked to both players. He was not going to share what he said to both players, but that in all likelihood, both players would not be disciplined. Now, coming up, what did Taylor Heineke say after a miserable performance? And what did Ron Rivera perhaps attribute the loss and the lopsided effort to? Uh, we will finish up the Locked on Washington football team podcast with that right here on LOWFT. And we want to invite you to go to Bet Online. 
betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season with all the bowls being canceled, but still plenty of them on, and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one sport for all the sports action this season. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Again, 56-14, to 14, the final score. So Ron Rivera, after the game, basically said it was real-life S-word. Um, I know I could probably curse, but I don't really want to in case there's just some young people uh, listening. What his team was going through. And what he was referring to is something that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about in this format because it happened late Thursday night, early Friday morning. Uh, we didn't find out the news until late Friday morning. And because of Christmas and Christmas Eve, we were off. Uh, we did update with the Locked On Now video, but um, we didn't do a new episode. And that was DeShazer Everett was involved in a fatal car accident uh, and... Um, a female companion, we believe his girlfriend, uh, passed away in the accident in Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, and apparently there were teammates that were following um, DeShazer Everett's car. I believe Benjamin St. Just and one other teammate were in different cars or maybe they were both in another car. Not sure exactly, um, you know, all the details. Uh, but obviously... With what DeShazer Everett is going through, a safety, a special teams captain, a leader. You know, there was more than reason to believe that this was going to be one of those, you know, going through the motion type efforts from the Washington football team. It's hard to sit here and kill them and say, well, they should have given a full 100% effort when going through that, all the COVID stuff, two games in five and a half days, travel, uh, and, uh, you know, just everything. I mean, it, it, it would have been surprising if this game was a close game or even, obviously, if they would have won. That would have been shocking. But the Cowboys... Spanked them 56-14, their highest regular scoring season total in 41 years. Uh, all sorts of numbers. I mean, they put up more points uh, tonight, way more points than their fellow divisional rival, the New York Giants, did in the month of December. I, I mean, as a team combined. So, I mean, all of this stuff kind of going into it. And Ron Rivera said, again, it was real life beep that his team was dealing with. 
You know, and you rarely see Ron get that agitated. But Ron clearly was agitated at the loss, agitated at the results, agitated at the circumstances, and also frustrated, sad, and understanding of his players and what one of his captains is going through. And that's, again, understandable. Real-life emotions, real-life human beings. You know, we look at them as football players. We look at it as a football game, so on and so forth. This is real-life stuff, real-life stuff. And who knows exactly what happened, but what happened is somebody died and their teammate is also in the hospital. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, Taylor Heineke addressed the DeShazer Everett situation as well. But he also said, basically, what happened on Sunday night was kind of like what happened a couple of weeks ago at FedEx Field, and that was that they kicked their ass. And they did, obviously, as we detailed. They kicked their ass. And Taylor Heineke wasn't good, obviously. Goes without saying. He got yanked. Not that that was any surprise. 7 of 22, a buck 21, two interceptions. We told you about them. The touchdown to Antonio Gibson. He got hit from pillar to post, including early on on a completion to Dax Milne in which he basically got raked across the helmet and face. It should have been, you know, maybe an illegal hand to the face, what have you. I don't know exactly what the penalty should have been, but it should have been something. And he also got hit another time early on. I think that was on the first drive. Maybe it was on the second drive. Um, Either way, he was hit all night, hit ultimately with the crown of a helmet in the third quarter, in the chest, sternum area, late hit, should have been called, wasn't called. Uh, You know, they, they they missed calls, the officials. They missed calls. They also called a penalty for a illegal hit, basically, on Bobby McCain and on a hit against Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of Washington football fans had a major problem with this. Uh, And they, trust me, I heard from them. They sent me all sorts of literature, let's call it, from Cole Holcomb, London Fletcher, Shannon Sharp, people around the league who all didn't think it was an illegal hit. Uh, Here's what I know. I've watched the hit 50 times. I've slowed it down frame by frame. It's an illegal hit. You can't go to the head and neck area. You can't launch yourself off the ground. And if you slow it down frame by frame, Bobby McCain, because he's smaller than Dalton Schultz, because he's smaller, he launches into him, ultimately winds up with his feet off the ground because of contact or after contact. And he goes into the neck and helmet chin area. Now, yes, simultaneously, he makes contact with his shoulder into the player's chest. And that's what everyone's holding on to. But they're completely ignoring what also happened simultaneously. It was not a hit to the stomach and... Then the player slides. No, 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 no. That was not what we were talking about here. It was an illegal hit. 
And for whatever it's worth, Collinsworth and Al Michaels thought the same thing on NBC. Uh, NBC didn't make a big deal out of it, I guess, because the game was one-sided. They didn't bring in Terry McClawley. Uh, NFL officiating has not uh, done a public Twitter video like they've been doing the last couple of weeks, which is a good idea. They should. Uh, they did not. Maybe they disagreed with the call. I don't know. Um, but the bottom line is I didn't disagree with the call. I thought it was an illegal hit. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us on this particular episode of Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast. Trust me, there's more I can tell you, but we have to kind of keep this um, sort of under wraps. We will have more analysis throughout the week. We will have more coverage throughout the week uh, as we kind of sort of get back to a semi-normal schedule here a little bit. Uh, But with the new year coming up, please understand, uh, obviously, we're dealing with some things out of our control. Uh, Just stay with us and finish out the season strong, uh, and we will do our best to entertain and inform. All right. If you want to hit up the voicemail line, I want to get all your voicemail in uh, on the next particular episode. Please do so. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. Again, make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for us today. Come on back. We will have more episodes throughout the week, leading you right up until the final home game of the year against Ryan Kerrigan and the Philadelphia Eagles, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.